You're listening to the Fortnite Community Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Goal Zero. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Community Podcast, episode 25. And it is a milestone for us, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, and we have an amazing guest with, with us here today, Cypher PK. So uh, we can't wait to jump into that. But before we do, a couple quick things off the list. I have with me one of my, uh, you know, squad buddies, somebody you guys have heard from before, uh, and some of you perhaps that like hearing so much because you hated the vaping, but he's back with us this week to talk to Cypher, uh, and Null Zero couldn't make it in, but we got Kyle the Anxious here, my uh, number one assist partner. What's up, Kyle the Anxious? Let's get it, man. Let's go, oh, bro. Hold on. Let, me hit this. let me hit this. Let no, me let me hit this no, vape real quick from my no, hottest. You're, you're not you're you're not allowed to do that on the show any longer. We will mute you permanently. Uh, but thanks so much, man, for being uh, here uh, and for filling in for Null Zero. I uh, hope he has a great time with his family today. Uh, guys, we do have a couple things off the list. GlomTomGlomTom.com. Go ahead and use the code Fortnite. You can go to G L O M T O M dot com and use the code Fortnite for five percent off. Helps us, guys. If you if you're if you're a console gamer. Trust me, you'll enjoy and love this thing. Uh, we do have the Topic Tuesdays. Holler at Red over there on our Discord for keeping Topic Tuesdays going. Lots of people getting involved there. Guys, if you need a link to the Discord, it's in the show notes. Uh, you can also tweet at us, and we'll get you a link uh, directly there. Uh, thanks so much for the community. Kyle, I know we've had a ton of fun, man, playing with everybody over there in the Discord community. We have met tons of people, and you've been kicking off the community nights the past couple weeks, uh, and those have been awesome. And, uh, you know, Friday nights, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, dude, Friday nights usually start around uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, don't be afraid to get in there, man. I mean, last uh, the last community night that was in there, I mean, I had four wins before you even hopped in there, Troy. And then we had four more on top of there. Helping some people who don't normally win all the time, getting those W's, man. Just continue going. That night, I ended up with 10 wins. Actually. Yeah, yeah. We hit double-digit wins the other night. So, guys. Feel free to come and hang out with us, get a win, uh, or, you know, if nothing else, have a bunch of good laughs, because that's what we do. Uh, and then you can also right, subscribe right. to us on YouTube, guys, if you want to listen over there. Pause on Podbean. The Clips for Kids, guys, I don't even know where to begin. It was phenomenal. Uh, last week, we ended up raising $340,000 as an overall Fortnite community. Um, and this was unbelievable. I, I saw the number come out this morning, or last night, from Professor Broman. Just an incredible time. Uh, tomorrow, there is a shirt release on 4.30, April 30th, from Dr. Lupo and Ninja. This is going to be, all the proceeds go directly to uh, St. Jude's Hospital uh, and for Clips for Kids total, for the Guardian Con total, towards the $2.4 million they're working on. Yesterday, Ninja released, he, he dropped 74000 His community raised over $74,000 for the calls. So out of that 340, they raised 74 of it. Dr. Lupo coming in big with 156,000, uh, which was just amazing. Obviously, the man is very used to charity streams and doing them and growing them uh, from, the, from the Destiny family to now the Fortnite family. So holler to him and all his people. What an incredible day. And I know he helped organize this whole thing. So thank you, Dr. Lupo, for putting it together. Uh, obviously, Bro Man had a couple of tweets going out. One from Kevin Magic. That works for Guardian Con. They, if you didn't have a chance to give this past weekend, there will be more opportunities coming up leading up to Guardian Con. They're going to do a uh, Mixer event. So if you go to Mixer.com, uh, they're going to do a charity event on there. That's going to be four days in June. So go ahead and go over there, subscribe or follow 
uh, at Mixer, follow GuardianCon, and you can do it there. Uh, and just an incredible time. I can't wait to see what else this Fortnite community does, including the amazing uh, $10,000 that our guest here, uh, Cypher, uh, raised with his community yesterday. And that was just unbelievable for his first ever uh, com- uh, 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 charity stream. And so let's get in. Let's learn a little bit about Cypher and talk a little bit about yesterday. All right. So Cypher, I got to do your introduction here, man. I, I got I to gotta somehow, I, 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 you know, explain to everybody how freaking amazing you are if they don't already know. Uh, I so, you. I mean, obviously you are a fellow Texan along with, along with me and Noel Zero, one of the other hosts of the show every once in a while. Uh, and you are uh, a professional player for Luminosity, which ha- happened recently. Over 37,000 yes. followers on Twitch, over 400,000 or Twitter, over 400,000 Twitch followers, and 5.8 million views, over 270,000 YouTube subscribers. You are the currently ranked number one Fortnite player in the world with a 32.22% win rate. Yes, everybody, 32.22% win rate and uh, 1,660 victory royales. Mr. Cypher, what's up, buddy? That many? Damn, I lost. I'm losing count. Yeah, it is. It's been that many, dude. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, first of all, uh, thank you for having me uh, on the podcast. I really do appreciate being here. Uh, I love Fortnite and streaming and the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, on any platform is always a privilege. So yeah, man, I do appreciate we're, bringing me we're along. excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about your journey, man, for everybody out there that maybe hasn't had a chance to tune in and see you yet on, on, on Twitch. Um, and they don't maybe know a lot about your background. Obviously Kyle here, a big fan of yours as well. Talking a little bit about before the show about your background, but tell us a little about how you got to this point. Like, you know, how did you become a streamer and, and get to, get to this point of, you know, turning your hobby of gaming into, uh, a reality of streaming for a living? Uh, well, if I had to start, I probably would go way back to uh, actually like late middle school. Uh, when I was in the eighth grade, I had a, I had a project, a video project where I, was needed, I needed to make some sort of documentary. So I downloaded a uh, video editor. I think at the time I was just using um, Windows Movie Maker. So I started learning how to edit videos. And from that, I took uh, my gaming hobby at the time and I started recording stuff and like making little videos. And initially, when I was uh, younger, I was playing a lot of RuneScape. So I was an MMO type of guy. Yeah. Um, and that's where, that's where I started. I started my YouTube channel in August of 2011. And I just started uploading little RuneScape videos that I put together. And it's kind of what started everything. Uh, you know, initially it was just it was just you know a video every few weeks, and uh, over the course of a few years, I managed to get up to like ten thousand YouTube subscribers. Uh, I started getting better through time, and then one day I was like, uh, "What's Twitch?" Because I, I hear a lot of people talking about it. A lot of the YouTubers I was subscribed to started making Twitch channels, and I jumped on board as well. But I never really took it seriously until 2014 uh, with the release of Elder Scrolls Online. That's really the uh, the game that kickstarted my channel and helped me transition from just gaming as a hobby to doing it full time. Right. So 
in 2014, I started playing Elder Scrolls Online. I started streaming it as well. And that's how I got my uh, Twitch partnership and also kind of made my YouTube into something that was more than just a hobby. So, How, how old were you at that time, like when you started doing that? I was 18. Okay. I, I, was, I, I just turned 18, actually. I started, I started uh, streaming and doing YouTube uh, more seriously. And then a month later, I had my 18th birthday. And then a few months later, I moved out of my parents' house to pursue it full time. And uh, I, I stopped attending college to try to see, uh, you know, what right. was going on, so, if this was something that was worth pursuing. Obviously, a lot, a lot of younger, younger men and girls listen, women listen to the show. And I think this is always a thing that comes up is like, how do I, you know, stream, right? And I'm sure you get this question a lot in your stream. Like, how do, oh, what do I need to do to do this? What do I need to do to do that? But like, I want to ask about like, obviously dedication, right? And consistency are huge things that go into that. I think everybody shares that that has been successful at it. But I, I want to dive in a little bit about like, you're going through high school, you're creating this channel, doing this stuff. What, did, what were your parents saying to you at that time? Like, what was their idea of what you were doing, right? Because most parents still to this day are like kind of oblivious, right, to what gaming is, especially from a social scene and from a creator content scene. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, the thing is, there was a lot of, uh, there was definitely a lot of friction between uh, my parents and I, especially because uh, I was a YouTube partner for a few years, but, you know, being a YouTube partner, there's not, there's not really a lot of requirements uh, to get that status. So you can start kind of making money uh, off of your videos. But for like the first couple of years, you know, I was getting like a $30 to $100 paycheck every month from YouTube. And to me at the time, that was a huge deal. Yeah. Because like as a kid, you know, like that's lunch money, snacks, things I can buy, maybe a shoe. Uh, but, you know, my parents looked at that and they were like, you know, you're wasting your time. You could be investing your time into this or that but at the end of the day my heart and my mind was just so invested into becoming a uh a youtube gamer and a, and a streamer that you know to me those numbers were great and it was like a starting point and even when you know even when i got a twitch partnership and i started really going at it over the summer while i still wasn't in school um even though I got to the point where I kind of could sustain and be independent, my parents were still very, you know, dismissive of the whole idea because at the end of the day, this, this kind of career path didn't really exist 10 years ago at all. Right. Uh, so it was, it was something that was like very new and there wasn't really a solid or clear foundation for them to see. So that's why they were very, um, they didn't really see it the way I saw it. And there was definitely a lot of friction early on. Uh, luckily I did continue to, uh, put in work and, and now years later, they, they see my vision and they've accepted <laughs> it, but yeah. it's definitely something that is, it's hard, especially, um, I mean, different parents will have different ideas and perspectives on it. Uh, but most of the time there's definitely going to be a little bit of friction because when you, you know, when you tell your friends, Hey, uh, I want to play video games <laughs> for a living. Yeah. And hey, I'm also gonna take a semester off from university to pursue this. That's like red flags in their oh, eyes. Oh, absolutely. And, and and you can't blame them. At the end of the day, you can't blame them because it's just it's just such a um, yeah. It, it, even if you understand this career path, and now I understand the streaming and YouTube world to an extent. And if I had a kid who said, "Hey, I want to you know I want to play video games for a living," 
I would still be scared because I know how inconsistent things can be. Right. And I also know that you can put in the work, but there's no like guaranteed checklist. Oh, you know, you go to school, you, you pass uh, your classes, you get uh, your degree, right. and most likely you will land a job. But in this world of streaming and gaming, you can have a job one year and then lose it the next. <laughs> and maybe you just don't make it yeah. like regardless of what, qualifications you have it's it's very uh sporadic so yeah and i think even i, I yeah i was gonna go, say go i think it. as as we go down the road right and and this career becomes more of a career per se and more accepted yeah. as we go along i think uh like for me and you as we be, we we become parents and do things like that um I, I agree with you i think i would still warn my son of what was going on but i think understanding that path a little more um, definitely is be is going to be more accepted, right? Because I think definitely. it's always been viewed like, oh, you're just going to play games, okay? Like, how do you make money at that? Like, what are the avenues here? How is it legitimate, right? Um, and oh, yeah. and that that definitely I think is uh as going through, especially you, you know, a few years ago, uh, going through that, um, is interesting because I think it gives a lot of insight to people out there that are trying to do it, and they're like, why don't my parents understand? Uh, and I think it's Hey, like, you know, it's not always been this way that Twitch was there in front of everybody, that YouTube was there in front of everybody, and it's a viable situation. Um, Now more than ever, especially uh, with uh, with Ninja becoming mainstream, and news outlets are like, oh, this guy plays video games for a living. I mean, they still obviously, you can see by the way they question things that they don't really understand what's going on, but at least it's out there. You know, now a lot more uh, parents and... uh, society as a whole kind of see that this is a thing like it exists it's happening it's been happening so moving forward it's only going to get better uh for for people who end up deciding to to go down this path i love say first talk about how you put in the work bro let's just admit bro you putting in all the work 100 (laughs) percent confirmed my man all now now dude it's so funny that you say something man when Uh, when I was a kid, my parents didn't see it either. My dad used to have ripped the Ethernet cord out of the out of the modem, and we were trying to hide it. I was a big time Halo Halo. You've ripped it out. I had to buy so many different Ether cords, or they had to because he was breaking them. And now he owns an Xbox and he plays Battlefield, and he's always talking to me about games at work, uh, outside in the gazebos when we're smoking and stuff. So it's crazy, man. Gaming is definitely way more accepted. And another thing to add, I even. Uh, used to play with Ninja when he got big in Reach, so it's crazy seeing him and how he is today, man. But it's it's crazy how gaming has evolved, and and it's crazy to see how far you've come, man. To be honest, it's awesome. Thank you. That's so, so you 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 go through this obviously situation with your parents in high school. You, you're you're doing YouTube videos, you're doing Twitch. What did they say to you though when you told them, "Hey, I'm not going to go to college right now"? They said. You're going to go to you're going to go to college <laughs> right now, right now. Uh, and, and we really couldn't come to terms in, in that regards. So there was there was definitely no compromise or. Uh, right. So we eventually I just had to, you know, pack my stuff and, and move out. And that's that's what I did. Uh, and I think it was 2015. I packed my stuff. I, I got my own apartment and still in Austin. And I just said, you know, let me do my thing. Yeah. In a year. We'll, we'll 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 check back and see how things go, how things go. And, uh, you know, I love my parents and, and they love me just as much. So it's not like we, we stopped talking. We just, uh, they let me do my thing and they're like, okay, they've, they kind of accepted that 
like I was really the thing is like they they were worried that I wasn't serious like right because you know being that young you know you sometimes you have your moments where you're like oh I'm really into this but then then you stop a few months later or a year later you just you you switch because you're young you're trying a bunch of new things like you're into this game you're into that you want to be uh, an NBA player then you want to be a doctor and like you're just kind of trying to figure out what's going on so they were worried that I wasn't really like committed to this or so when they saw that I was willing to out of my way to, to get my own place and really pursue this they're just like okay you know let him do his thing if it right. if it succeeds right. then good for him if it doesn't you know then, and i think you know. i i think it was broman that told us he said something really instilling like he's not afraid of losing either right because you learn something from losing right of and course. i think like as a parent now i have i have a couple little boys as a parent like Sometimes you got to like let your son go out there and do that thing, right? F- try to figure it out and figure out number 1, like you said, how committed are you to pursuing this dream that you have? And number 2, like if you do fail, like you're going to learn something from it, right? And you're going to the good thing is when you're young like you and you go out and you figure that out, like what's the worst case that happens? You turn around in a couple of years, you've pursued your dream. Okay, now now I can go back to college, right, and do something. Yeah, there's there's um, definitely nothing wrong with that. Um if it no. was guaranteed, everybody would do it. There's definitely, right. there's always going to be a risk. <laughs> always, always going to be a risk. And I think that's what's really cool. Like going out there and saying, hey, like I'm going to take this opportunity to do it. And I think for anybody that we interview and go through, like that risk is so, um, can be so bearing on you as a person, especially if you have a family uh, and you have other people depending on you at the time when you do it. Yeah. But the one thing that you can always say, Cypher, is, at least I took the chance, right? At least I took the opportunity. And uh, last week we had asked Broman, like, what do you tell people that want to stream and do it? And he said, just do it, right? Like, if you're not trying to do it, at least go try to do it. Uh, and I think that's, that's one thing that proves well in your life is you went out there, you kind of went against all odds, right? And some of the doubt that was there, even in fighting, maybe in your own family, as far as you know, like, hey, man, you probably should be going to college instead of playing video games, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and look at, look at where you've come today. Tell me a little bit about, like, after you, t- after you made that choice uh, and you went on your own and you started, you started doing gaming and streaming full-time, per se, uh, how, did you, how did you run into your wife? How did that story happen? Oh, yeah. So, actually, right when I was uh, moving out, um, my wife at the time i didn't know who she was she sent me a message on twitch and she had watched me in the past before maybe just a couple times uh i also uh so i I was playing elder scrolls online at the time and um i was one of the most prominent pvp players so most people knew who i was or they watched me for like pvp guides and things like that uh she was actually streaming eso for just a little bit maybe a few days and i happened to stumble into her stream um and I became acquainted uh, with her through the stream. And then when I moved out, she was also in the process of moving out. So she sent me a message saying, you know, keep your head up. Because I, I made like a little announcement video on, on Twitch. Like I made a little highlight basically explaining my situation and what I was going through. At the time, I was actually, I was in a hotel for a week trying to find an apartment. So I, I had like booked a hotel and I was just like adding night after night trying to figure out <laughs> where where i was going to move to because it was like it, it just it, it it got to that point where like the friction between my parents and i was was too much so i just had right. to pack my things like 
one day I just decided, okay, this is it. So I went to a hotel, uh, booked. I added a few extra nights to try, really try to find an apartment. And during that time frame, uh, my wife was, uh, you know, consolidating me and just telling me, you know, keep your head up. Uh, you, you got this. Um, I'm, she was also in the process of moving out. Um, so we kind of related on that note. And we, you know, we both played video games. We both were on Twitch. And uh, she made the first move. She just said, you know, I don't want to be playing any games or anything. I think you're really cute. And I would like to get to know you more. And Uh-oh. we started talking like All that. All right. Well, well, right. well, she went from a lurker to your wife. <laughs> yes, actually, yes, she did. It's uh, it's crazy. That's awesome. You know, so, it, it doesn't always work out like that, but uh, I'm glad it did with her uh, because actually, yeah. during the you know, I I spent two years streaming on my own uh, uh, before eventually we got married and and she moved here. Uh, but during those two years, to be quite honest with you, because I had zero job experience uh i literally went straight from high school to streaming to me i i didn't know how to go about treating my stream as a as an actual job and i'm not saying that it feels like an actual job but in in some regards if you want to be successful if you treat it as a job uh it's better for you in the long run i was still kind of treating it as a hobby like an extended hobby where like okay you know i'm gonna get up I didn't really have a schedule. I streamed maybe four or five hours every every day. Some days I would take off. Like I got kind of complacent, mainly because I was playing games that didn't have a huge growth potential. I was playing Elder Scrolls online, and Elder Scrolls was a it was a big game, but it wasn't big on Twitch. And when right. I switched to For Honor, For Honor also was a you know decently sized game, but was not big on Twitch. It just it, it, people stopped watching it. So I was kind of streaming games that were just. They weren't watched, but there was a small community that was like dedicated to them. And like I, I basically built a community out of the small number of people who watched those games. But you get to the point where like there's no more growth. So I was like, okay, you know, I don't need to stream eight hours. I can just stream four hours and, and that's fine. And I wasn't really right. at the time, I didn't think I had it in me to really pursue a big game. Um and at the time I also wasn't that interested in some of the biggest games out there, like League or CSGO. I wasn't really interested in those games. So I didn't want to like um play a game I didn't like. Um, but I also wasn't confident in my abilities to pursue a big game because I, I spent two and a half years basically just streaming small games to, a, to, a, to an audience that was just kind of stagnant throughout the years. Right. So when my wife moved in and when I started pursuing Fortnite, she had a lot more job experience and she, uh, you know, she worked and and she was in a lot of different levels of, of business and so she she kind of brought her experience to the table and showed me how to treat my stream more like an actual job and i started putting in the hours i started waking up at a specific time streaming a specific schedule and it definitely helped when when i started pursuing fortnite uh to to get my name out there yeah it's, it's, it sounds kind of like my my marriage, my wife keeping me in line. That that typically. <laughs> oh, hey, look, it's always it's always uh, when you find that better half that can help you get things together. That's always a good thing. Now, it's uh, so sure. it's so funny because me and my <clears throat> me and my woman we didn't even like each other when we first met. We met at a, a warehouse job and we didn't even like each other. And now we're in love with each other. And she's like, "Baby, you should pursue your dreams. Like, become a streamer. Do something with like a podcast, or you know what I mean." It's so cool how they can just lift you up and stuff. I mean, I make goldfish for I work at Pepperidge Farm. So it's like 
I want to, I want to start doing something else. You know what I mean? Rather just, I don't want to work in a factory my whole life. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't go to college either. So it, it's just so cool to have someone like with you, like showing you a different way and, and just continuously pushing you to, to be who you are today. Cypher. It, it is amazing, man. Definitely. Definitely is. So she, she moves in, get you, get you, get you straight, get you moving in the right direction. And Fortnite's out of this time, huh? Yes. Well, yeah, a few months after uh, she moved in, that's when uh, I started playing Fortnite. I started so, playing in October, mid-October, so I, I think I started okay. maybe like a month and a half after uh, the, the initial people who started, but it was still, at the time, it wasn't like the big deal that it was right now. Right. Well, why Fortnite? Like, what was it about Fortnite that you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on this train right here? Because you said, like, new games or bigger titles, obviously, you weren't attracted to. At that time, Fortnite probably wasn't a big game, right? Uh, it, it wasn't on everybody's radar yet, but it, why, it was why, why was it for you? So there was a few factors uh, that led to that. Uh, I was streaming for honor. Uh, I had been streaming at that at the time for maybe uh, eight months or six months. And it, it got to the point where I saw that my stream was dying. Like, it, like it, I, I don't want to say anything uh, bad about for honor. The game has improved tremendously uh, since release, but there was just not a lot of people watching the game. And right. I started bouncing back and forth with For Honor and Elder Scrolls. But like uh, Elder Scrolls was doing me a little bit better in terms of viewership. And I had like a more solidified audience there, but it's still like my stream wasn't growing and it wasn't going to the next level. Um, and I started thinking about other games to play. And I didn't necessarily want to jump into a huge game. I kind of wanted to start with a medium-sized community, something along the lines of, like, Destiny 1 <laughs> streaming community. And Destiny 1 wasn't, like, the biggest game, but even, you know, year plus after release, it had a decent amount of people watching, and it was, like, right. on the second or third row of the Twitch directory. So Fortnite, somebody recommended... A few of my subscribers were telling me to play Fortnite, and I, I, I hated Battle Royale games because I was so bad at them, mainly because... I never put the time into it, and I hated. I I I was always I would always get stressed and kind of like nervous when I was right, playing Battle right. Royale. So you you weren't jumping into PUBG all the time then? No, no, no. Like, like I tried PUBG and I tried to get into it, and I, <laughs> I I actually hated that so many people played it because I was like, I don't get it. I don't like this. Right. I understood why some people might like it, but like for me, it just it never clicked. And the only FPS experience I really have on PC, I mean, I played a lot of Halo in the past, but. On PC, it was just Overwatch. I really, I really liked Overwatch, and I played it. But then there got a point where I was burnt out, and the ranking system wasn't like something I, I, I really enjoyed. Right. So I stopped playing that. But that was like my only FPS experience. And then when it came to Battle Royale, I mean, I tried H one Z. When I tried PUBG, did not like them. Could not get into them. And it's so funny oh. that you're like, you're like. Oh, I, I didn't really, I was pretty bad at them. Now you're making videos, bro. I mean, I just watched your recent, you know, how not to choke video and it's helped me out so much. I'm pretty experienced. Now I do what you do and it's got me a whole lot of wins, bro. Look at it, you now, man. It, it honestly, I, I, I don't, I can't believe it sometimes because I always thought I was just bad about a Royale games. But the idea, the thing with me is that I have to really be passionate about a game to put time into it. And just like, like I know for a fact that if I if I put a lot of time into PUBG, like the same amount of hours I put into Fortnite, I would be a good PUBG player. But that kind of applies to everybody almost. Like if you if right. you have if you're willing to learn and you, you're passionate about something, you put in a lot of time into it, you're going to get good. 
a lot of the times people they they see uh, streamers and they're like, damn, these guys are these guys are so good at the game. I'll never get to that point. It's not that you'll never get to that point. It's that they play the game for eight hours a day because it's their job. So they're kind of in that position where they can get good really, really fast and improve their gameplay every single day. Now, right. there's people who just play the game eight hours a day. It's not their job, but they, they manage and they get really good as well. It's all about time investment and passion towards whatever it is you're putting time into. Fortnite, yep. initially when I played it, I played it for a little bit. I hated the building aspect of it. It's weird. I was like, what, what is that's, this? A, that's what you're known for. I know. Edit peak. Edit peak. <laughs> now you can edit peak in, in PUBG. Now look at you. Edit peak in all the time in Fortnite, bro. The master of edit peak, actually. I was like, I played Fortnite and, and I got to like the top five. And some guy was uh, sitting in a one by one tower and, and he sniped me while I was out in the open. And I was like, oh, wow. Like building is dumb. Like why can people just build and sit in a tower? And I'm like, I would get into gunfights. People would put a wall up and I'd be like, that's so stupid. Like, you know, they weren't punished for bad positioning. I hated the building aspect. I did not want to build and I didn't get it. But, but like I, I played Fortnite for like a few weeks. I took like a one week break and then I started watching some videos. I was watching different people who like actually knew how to play. And I was like, wait, like the building is what the game is. And then I came back to it with a different mindset. I changed my keybinds. I was using, I was actually scrolling through the, like I was scrolling from wall to ramp to floor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I changed my keybinds to just be like, okay, I click Q, I go to wall, I click one, I go to ramp, two, I go floor. So like I, I readjusted my keybinds to make it easier for me to build. And when I started, started building, I was like, wow, this game is really fun. This game, I can actually get into this. And one thing that Fortnite does better than every other Battle Royale game is that it, it allows you to play an aggressive play style and a defensive play style if you choose to do so while not being punished. Like when I played PUBG, it felt like you had to be extremely tactical. And that's kind of like the, the aspect of the game. Uh, you had to be extremely tactical. And there wasn't really a lot of counterplay if somebody just shot you in the back point blank right. or if you turned the wrong right. corner. But in Fortnite, the time to kill is a little, a little higher. It gives you more time to, to react, to build, to outplay your opponents. So I'm able to adapt my own play style, create my own play style. And everybody actually has their, their own Fortnite play style. And all of it is viable as long as you know, you're playing well. So right. that flexibility and how you approach the game because of the building is what made it really fun for me and what made me get into the game. Uh, right. So no, no. here you are. You, uh, you create obviously a community right and you start get jumping into Fortnite. and you know yesterday you raised what over ten thousand dollars for kids eclipse for kids right by the way congratulations it's awesome thank you um, i would not be able to do that without uh, my strong and loyal community they really yeah. came out and and showed support well they all wanted to see you they all wanted to see you pon pon bro you of know course, i mean you yeah. said you said when you were like, at, I think I was watching you, you were at 2K and you, or 3K, and you said, if I get to 10K, right? You were like, ah, that's kind of crazy. If I get to 10K, I'll pawn pawn. Whatever. I did not think I would get to 10K. Not right. at all. And, and you even gave everybody five minutes. You're like, look, it's not going to happen today. It's fine. It's not off the table forever. But, you know, if we hit it in the next five minutes, you were like five or 600 bucks short. You're like, I'll do it. And sure enough, it came in and, you know, you had to pawn pawn for everybody, which is awesome. Everybody go find. <laughs> Cypher's Pon Pon video is hilarious. Um, Thank you. But obviously going from what you went through, right? I mean, you, you're going through the struggles of like, hey, mom and dad, I really want to do this. 
And that conflict that's there, you know, living in a hotel, essentially trying to figure out you find your wife. I mean, this is like a, a like a like a story, man, like a crazy movie story here uh, that somebody could tell one day. Yeah. Uh, and then and then now you're in your apartment. You jump on Fortnite. You start growing a community. You raise tens of thousands of dollars uh, for a great cause yesterday, playing with some of the highest ranked people. You would say maybe even on Twitch or in the game in the gaming community, right? With Dr. Lupo and, and, uh, and, Ninja. and Ninja. Yeah. Right. And now your teammates essentially, right. Cause you know, that story, you're part of luminosity, which I want to get into, but you also got invited by Epic. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about this as a streamer, as a content developer and going through some of the struggles you went through. Um, you got invited to go to GDC this year yes. and you played at GDC. And this is the first time I actually saw you, believe it or not. Um, I saw you riding a llama. <laughs> uh, at JDC. And this is the first time I tuned in and I thought it was like super entertaining. I thought your interaction on camera with the stream was top notch. Right. Hey. And uh, I obviously had seen, you know, I had an, I knew, hey, this guy's obviously, you know, built up his, uh, his skill set and really did a great job talking to everybody at GDC. But I'll talk a little bit about that. Like, how was it when you got that notice from Epic, like that invite? How did it feel as a content creator? You know, because it can be one thing, I think, to get your listeners, to get your subscribers. But when a developer notices you and invites you to an event, can you tell us, like, walk us through that a little bit? I feel like um, I've done a decent job through the years of maintaining healthy and good uh, player streamer with developer relations. Uh, because actually, this isn't the first it wasn't the first time that I was invited or flown out to an event uh, by developer. Uh, when I played Elder Scrolls, uh, Bethesda flew me out. Uh, Zenimax slash Bethesda flew me out uh, to an event. They also flew me out to do like uh, uh, behind the scenes testing on some of their upcoming uh, updates. Uh, when awesome. I played For Honor, I, fl- I was flown out to many events to compete. And also I was flown out uh, to Montreal to do um, uh, feedback with them, one-on-one feedback uh, about... Yeah, Ubisoft guys updates. are great. They're yeah. great people, man. So when when because of the you know positive relations that I've built with uh, developers from other studios, I feel like it definitely helped coming into Fortnite. Actually, uh, right when I started playing Fortnite, uh, one of the head developers uh, from Ubisoft on the game For Honor, uh, Eric Pope, he he basically forwarded me uh, forwarded me to one of the community managers on Fortnite, and he said hey you know this guy played our game and he was great uh take care of him so like i was i had i kind of had that introduction like in a, in a good positive review from uh a, an established developer so right. so when i got that message obviously it felt really good to know that i was on fx radar um but it's something that i've kind of established from game to game you have to be approachable when you're when you're when you're a content creator developers Typically, they want to focus on people that, you know, they offer constructive criticism. They're not always uh, bashing. Like, you, you can be upset about things, but offering constructive criticism is different than just bashing right. developers or bashing a game. Oh, absolutely. And then also being presentable, being positive, and, and just being overall uh, a good uh, person <laughs> helps you get in, get in the door when it comes to developer relations with right. streamers. So. GDC was great. It was, it was the first time I attended GDC. Um, I got to meet some other Fortnite streamers that also were, were flown out uh, to stream. 
at the event. Yeah. Our buddy Triple Rec was there with you. Ari. Yeah. The great yeah. guy. Yeah. He was he was awesome. He was awesome. Definitely very chill and, and easy to talk to. Um, we had a good time. Like it was it was like a vacation, but we also played Fortnite. So like it was like <laughs> a Fortnite vacation. Um, and I got to kind of de-stress a little bit from the stream because at the time I was streaming every day for like 10 hours. Uh, but while we were there, I think it was like an hour and a half to two hours every day of streaming. And the rest of it was just, you know, enjoying San Francisco, walking around the event, talking to people, getting to meet fans of the game and fans of the stream. Um, it was cool. It was cool. And and I definitely probably will be doing more stuff like that in the future without, you know, spoiling anything. There's absolutely no work. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they what they do with the community, especially, um, you know, what they get you involved in as well. It's 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 always I know it's rewarding in a different way, right, to have developers reach out to you. Um, and, you know, it feels great, obviously, when you have fans reach out to you like they're just different feelings. Definitely. Right? And, definitely. And, and, and how you deal with it. And, uh, you know, I, I think as you continue to grow as a streamer and a content creator in any sense, um, the milestones and the rewards that come from different areas of your life are, are, are what keeps you motivated and sometimes uh, going towards your dream of, of being that bigger and better content creator of yourself. As you, so here you are, you, you've gone through this, you, you've got to go to GEC, you got to be a part of it, but then something else happened. Um, and as you said, you've you know, gotten better and better at Fortnite, but then you made this huge announcement that you became part of Team Luminosity. Tell us about yeah. that, that journey a little bit and how that came to you, how you got approached about that. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, so a few months into uh, streaming, as I started growing my audience uh, on Twitch and on YouTube for Fortnite, uh, that, by the way, that whole process was a huge grind. It was, it was, I was putting in so many hours. I also completely switched up my entire like life schedule just right. to, to be streaming at a more preferred spot because at the time I was streaming prime time and then I was like, okay, you know what? I got to get up at six in the morning and be streaming by six because that's like an open and slot. Not, not only that, your wife's always there to help you. Yes. Right. Yes. So you changed her schedule too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and she was working at the time. She's no longer working. She's now full time stream manager, you know, uh, video producer, like she, she does all my business emails every, like, I'm sure you guys, I think she was, she got in contact with you guys first. Before. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so if you, she, if you want to get the cipher, you got to go through her first. Yes, definitely. So the, <laughs> the real thing is his wife is doing all the work that it's, oh, it's yeah. late confirmed a hundred percent, a hundred percent. She, yeah. she does a huge amount of the work. Uh, and I don't think I would be, uh, as successful as I am, uh, without her involved, without her involvement in the stream. But just prefacing that, we put in a lot of work to grow the stream. Uh, and then eventually we started getting those emails from different, uh, different eSport organizations that wanted to sign us. Luminosity right. was, was not the first to, to approach us. Uh, I, pr I would prefer not to say who approaches us because it's, yeah, you yeah. Know, no, it's better that way. But we were approached by a lot of different eSport organizations. Uh, small ones, large ones, they all, you know, they all had great offers. They all really wanted us on board. We looked at many different, you know, contracts and many different, you know, benefits of being with this org or that org. And we'll give you this computer and we'll sponsor you with this and this and that. So like they, it was clear to us at the time that we were a valued streamer and a lot of orgs would love to have us on board. But when you're faced with so many different options, 
it, it becomes a little overwhelming. You, you try to figure out, you know, what's the best for me, what's going to benefit me the most. And, um, who do I want to work with? Like who, who am I comfortable representing? Um, and vice versa. So one day I was streaming and I got a, a DM from Luminosity. I was, I was in the middle of my stream. And at this time I was in talks with a few different organizations trying to figure out who I was going to sign with. And I never really thought about uh, being with Luminosity. Just, it didn't, it didn't come to my mind. I knew at the time Ninja is still a part of Luminosity. He's a, he's a streamer for them, but like, I didn't think that that would be a possibility. So I got a DM from Luminosity in the middle of my stream. And I was, I was so excited. I just ended my stream. I was like, Hey guys, I have to go, you know, thank you for watching. I just got some really good news. I, and then that's, that's when, that's when the conversation started. It was like early February. We started uh, going back and forth with them and just like, I was excited because at this point, uh, it was with, I was talking with an org that I, that one, I didn't think I could ever be uh, on. And then two, I, obviously everybody knows that Ninja is a part of Luminosity. So to me, that was kind of a big deal because Ninja yeah, somebody no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The exposure that allows you there for sure. Of course. Sure. And so, and then, and then on top of that, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, I can't go into uh, specifics on contracts and whatever, but they, they really wanted me and they were, they were uh, willing to accommodate a lot of different things. And I eventually signed with them. Now I was with Luminosity basically under the hood for about a month and a half. It was not announced officially. Um, and I, I told my, I told my Until viewers that a million bit, dollar check cleared, right? No, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I told my viewers, I said, Oh, you know, I'm signed with an organization. The announcement will be soon. And it yeah. kind of turned into a meme because in my mind, I thought we were going to announce like a week after, but there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. A lot of specifics that need to be ironed out. So Absolutely. it wasn't until like, like three weeks ago that we were, we were able to make that announcement. So it was, it was, it was built up and people were just wondering and speculating, Oh, who is, is he with C9 luminosity, TSM, NRG. So there were so right. many people trying to figure out who I was with looking for leaks or whatever. Eventually I made an announcement. There was an announcement video that they, um, uh, they paid an editor, uh, Ghost Army, to put together like a like a montage announcement video where at the end of the video it reveals who I'm with. So it's like a lot of buildup, and I streamed that, and it was it was insane because that stream, within like an hour of going live and and like then playing the video, it reached to thirteen thousand viewers. Like like. At the time, oh, well, I, was, I, I was one of them because you were like, it's going to happen in a second. You were there waiting yes. at 6 p.m. Central. We were yes. there waiting and we're like, I'm jumping on. I'm like, all right, Cypher, tell me what you're going to tell me. Like, I want to oh, see yeah. who you're with. Yeah. And, and literally, and, you're like, OK, wait in just a minute, guys. And everybody's like, <laughs> come on, it's six o'clock. And uh, I mean, it was it was a phenomenal, uh, I think, as far as like seeing the community and how happy everybody was for you. And they all wanted to share in this experience. like. That was, uh, I, I think that was like a very positive uh, situation for your community, right? And for the yeah. Fortnite community to be excited for you about it, right? It was, and, it was something really special. And I, I'm not very uh, like experienced when it comes to the esport community uh, in general, but I don't think there was ever an announcement that was like, not, not, I'm not saying that there wasn't an announcement as hyped. 
But on that caliber of like a reveal, it was almost like when I guess when a college uh, prospect or or when a high school like prospect, uh, you know, really good basketball player, football player, right, ends pick up, up committing. The hat. Yeah, yeah. Like they pick up yeah. the hat and they reveal it, and it's like a big deal, especially if they're like the number one prospect in uh, in the nation, and they're like, okay, you know, I I I'm gonna play basketball for this college and the people right. make a huge deal out of it and they make like a big announcement video or like when lebron uh decided yeah, to miami yeah, yeah. With miami so obviously it was not on that level but it kind of created that feel that environment on an esports level and it was really cool and i, and I wish I, I hope moving forward more people kind of yeah take it like that because it, it, it's fun. It's fun for the viewer. It's fun for the streamer. And definitely fun for the organization because they, it, it's, it's great exposure for everybody. Right. Right. Um, no, absolutely. Cypher confirmed the LeBron of Fortnite for everybody out there. Cypher better yeah. than LeBron. Confirmed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, you actually probably gave somebody a really cool idea, right, to have the jerseys in front of them on Twitch. Oh, that would, and, and, that would be and, cool. And pick I it up eventually. Was, I initially yeah. was going to do that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, no, didn't I think the video in... is awesome. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I, I was thinking about like bringing in like, like shirts from different organizations, but at the same time, <laughs> I didn't want to bring other organizations into it just because right. it creates... no, I completely it's not, understand. A, it's a little different when it comes to like, the NBA. question is, will we ever see an esports draft? That's going to be the interesting thing down the road, right? As Play years number, go on. Play for number one pick. Confirm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> There will definitely be in the future. It'll just it'll probably be with a different game in in that regards. Like I could have seen the Overwatch League doing something like that because they're really right. establishing it in that way. And moving down the line, there'll definitely be more and more. Uh, like as esports develops, it'll definitely take so shape. So getting the giddy side of you here, right? The the non professional content creator on screen. Like how giddy were you, man, when you became part of Luminosity? Like. Oh you my know, god! You, you you get off you, you get off that stream with your wife and you're like, oh my god! I mean, I I know I, I would, right? I gotta like, be I'd be going crazy. Like I was I was jumping up and down. I uh, I was so hyped, man. I like I, I like it was unreal. Like it, it didn't it didn't feel real to me because right. at the, actually at the time, you know, I was still relatively uh, <laughs> a smaller streamer uh, on Fortnite when when they when they approached me. Not when I not when we made the announcement, when we made the announcement, our name was out there. People knew who we were for the most right. part. But when, when they approached me, I, was, I had around a thousand concurrent viewers. But, you know, that's the thing is people get perspectives kind of all messed up when they talk about Fortnite because a thousand concurrent viewers is amazing. Like pe- people, yeah. people, it is amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible to have a thousand concurrent viewers. I was doing Twitch full time with 300 concurrent viewers, 300 to 600 uh, at most. So like a thousand is incredible. But when people think about Fortnite, they, it's a, it's a much bigger field, but still even a thousand having a thousand viewers on Fortnite, it's great. Like people, people downplay yeah. it sometimes because they see some of the numbers that some huge Fortnite streamers uh, bring, like let's Ninja hundred K plus myth, uh, 40 K 50 K. Like they see those numbers, but they need to understand like, it's because Fortnite is the biggest game in the world right now. So obviously there's going to be huge numbers, but a thousand right. viewers. That is yeah, incredible. crazy. Yeah, so, it is great. So at the time, you know, a thousand viewers on Fortnite, you were still kind of like a smaller medium sized streamer. Um, and so they approached me and I, I was kind of caught off guard. Uh, 
but they definitely saw something in me. They definitely saw uh, potential and, and wanted to, to work with me. So like I got off that stream. I was jumping up and down. My dog was excited. He was jumping up and down with me. He didn't know why, but he just, he just, he didn't feel my excitement. So, Look, Cypher, don't, don't lie, bro. I mean, my gamer tag is Kyle the Anxious, bro. You're about to change it to Cypher the Anxious, man. Don't, yeah. don't lie right now, bro. Yeah, it, it was, it was incredible. It was, it was, it, it was such a surreal feeling. And, and, uh, definitely it was yeah, doing that, a bit, I was definitely hopping around the apartment a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure that was uh, a fun moment for you. And, and hopefully you have tons of, tons of those moments down the line as well. I mean, so we got to sum it up here. You, you, you went through quite the journey, man, to get where you are today. Um, and congratulations to you and your wife. Uh, and you keep saying we, and I think that's a huge symbol of how you feel about the team that you and your wife have put together to create the content that you do and to do the things you do on a daily basis. So props Definitely. to you guys as a team uh, doing what you're doing every single day. I, I got to end it with one question, and that is after you went through all this, after you yesterday you raised tens of thousands or ten thousand dollars for for a charity. Um, you're part of Luminosity. You go to GDC. Uh, you grow your stream to crazy thousands of concurrent viewers now. Uh, whenever you get on, what do your parents say to you now? Oh, they're definitely a lot more uh, accepting of everything. Uh, they 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 see. They, they, they see me, especially now, like, especially now because they see me like on a proper schedule and, and I'm pumping out content left and right on YouTube and on Twitch and it's becoming more mainstream. So they, they've shifted their, right. their, their doubts are no longer there. Obviously they, they, they're still parents and they'll be concerned about different aspects of things. Like, you know, are you, are you saving your money? Right. Are you, you know making sure you have something planned for the future, this and that, you know, what are you going to do when you're not streaming? Um, so, you know, they still have their concerns as all parents will have, but it, it's no longer the same as it was before. They, they've, uh, they've come to terms and they, they've accepted and, and, and they're proud of me. Cause like my dad right. always like, you know, he, when he's talking with his colleagues and stuff, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, my son plays video games and, and he, he'll show them my channel and, some of them actually end up watching and becoming regular viewers. <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. So oh. I, that's a really cool story. And, and, I, and I want everybody out there that's especially young pursuing your dream. You're like, my parents hate me too. They don't like, I think the big, the big message here is that Cypher kept pushing through and doing the content. Right. Um, and he provided the dedication that was needed to get there. Um, and there's going to be some times where your parents might not agree with what you want to do. Right. Um, but keep it all in perspective, because at no point, um, I think during Cypher's talk with us and telling us about it, was he like, I ah, screw you, parents. I hate you all. I'm just going to go do whatever I want. Right. I think it was a situation where he's like, I'm going to pursue my dream. And he was able to, through that, do a lot of hard work, people, to get there. It wasn't like you turned around, Cypher, and you're like, see, mom and dad, look what I did. It was, it was a lot of work to get where you are today. Um, and I think that's really important to share with everybody that um, you can do it and you can get through it. You just got to put in the work to get there. So definitely um, really, really awesome story, man. It's so incredible to hear about your journey and you going through that um, and now being where you are today. What's next, man? What's next for the for the for the Cypher Nation? Um, so we're still going to be pursuing. Uh, Fortnite for the t for the time being. There's still a lot to do with Fortnite. 
Uh, the channel is still growing at an exponential rate. It hasn't hasn't slowed down. Uh, we actually just hit 400,000 uh, followers yesterday on Twitch. But to put it into perspective, we hit 200,000 last month. So we've doubled wow. in size in one wow. month. So there's definitely a lot more to do with Fortnite. And uh, when, as a professional uh, player signed with Luminosity, once solo tournaments start happening, I will be competing in those. I'm actually... so. Uh, just to make a clarification, there's there's squad teams like there's you know the Phase Squad and and then TSM right. um, and a few other organizations have a squad uh, that competes that will that will be competing in upcoming tournaments uh, whenever that happens maybe six months to a year down the line. Uh, me personally, I decided to go down the solo route just because uh, I, I saw my potential as a streamer was definitely a lot higher than just being a competitive uh, player. And when you're on a squad, um, you're practicing every day almost five to six five to seven days a week you're doing like two to three hours or more of practice and usually that's not streamed because you you know you're scrimming and usually that's not streamed because you want to you want to keep tactics um and and stuff with just with your team so i saw that and i said that you know that's too much of a time commitment for me and luminosity was very accommodating and they decided hey you know you can just compete in the solo tournaments in the invitationals for example, the, the Ninja event that happened uh, a few weeks ago, that would have been something that I would have competed in. But at the time, I was still focusing on my streaming. And I decided, you know, instead of taking three or four days off, uh, I was just going to stream while everybody was gone at the event. And, it, and it, it definitely has helped. But like down the line, when there's more solo tournaments, I'll be representing Luminosity as a solo competitor for those tournaments. Yeah, I know um, everybody's, everybody's wondering, are you going to play with Ninja? And I think even Ninja has said, like, he doesn't even know if he's going to compete. Well, yeah, um, I mean... The thing is, it's crazy. Um, I mean, you got to think about it like this. Uh, you know, Ninja's competed professionally for seven or eight years uh, from Halo to different uh, Battle Royale games. Um, and he's gotten to the point now where, you know, he's more than just a competitor. He's he's like a household name for, for gaming. So, like, right. you, sh- you have to shift your focus eventually and, and establish your stream and your image more than just being a competitive player because being a competitive player it's fun it's exciting and 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 i'm sure he he loved doing it and i'm sure i would i would uh like my time competing but at the end of the day when it comes to like the future i think establishing your community and your brand is a little more important than competing which is why i went down the solo route of competing because there's less it's just me working on myself there's less time commitment and, and you're not depending on other players in a team and scheduling and things like that. So, yeah, you know, people always ask, are me and Ninja going to be competing or anything like that? Uh, I highly doubt it because it's just like we're both doing our own thing in that regards. And uh, Luminosity, they have plans to put together a squad. There's going to be a four-man squad for Luminosity. It's, it's being worked on right now. I'm sure there will be an announcement in the near future. So they'll have their own four-man squad with some of the top players in the world to compete in all the squad tournaments. I mean, if you want to tell everybody, yes, yes, I'm joining the Lunasi squad, everybody. Jeez, Louise. No, no, I will, I, will not, no I will not be on the squad. I will not be on the squad. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, well, man, uh, I, I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see you win some tournaments and get in there and, uh, you know, sh- keep, keep showing your editing skills off for sure. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the next section of the show real quick. Get a couple... Get a couple uh, replies from you on what you think about patch 3.6, and uh, then we'll get out of here real quick. 
All right, so this past week we had update 3.6 come out. Uh, and a lot of a lot of awesome things that they that they uh, released here. So a lot of you know patches and bug fixes and all this kind of stuff. But the main thing that I want to talk about is the clinger nade, right? This was the the main item that was added this week. Its rarity is uncommon. Um, for everybody that's wondering what's a clinger, the clinger is the sticky nade per se, right? The plunger sticky nade, if you want to call it that. But the name that 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 Fortnite actually have it is the clinger. Um, and it, uh, it falls from, uh, it's floor loot, supply drops, supply llamas, treasure chest. Uh, it's explosion delay is like 2.5 seconds. Player damage is hundred structure damage, 200 radius, one tile. Uh, and the max stack size is 10. So you can hold 10 moment time. Uh, and the pickup stack size is three. Um, so this item comes into play. A lot of people, obviously that were halo players or whatever, they love sticky nades. Uh, and here, here this nade comes out this week. I want to know kind of overall what your opinion of that nade is, how you feel about it. Because for me, what I personally think is I really like it. I think it's a great add to the uh, arsenal that they have there. But the biggest problem I have is the damage it's doing to players. I feel like it should do a little bit more damage. What do you, what do you think about it overall, Cypher? What do you think about that nade? So the nade's definitely uh, fun to play with. And uh, I've had my fair share of of like ridiculous kills with it i definitely agree with you on the damage aspect i think it does 100 damage flat yeah i feel like if it did 125 it would be a little better i know some people like when they come from halo they expect you know one shot kill when it comes to sticky grenades but yeah it it, it would be it would be a little too much if that was the case because i'm I'm pretty sure the way the grenade currently works is it it kind of has a little bit of like a magnet mechanic to it where if you throw it and you kind of throw it close enough to somebody it'll kind of just stick to them in a sense that like it will it will uh it's kind of like aim assist yeah yeah kind of like aim assist on the nade so it would definitely be a little too much for it to be a one shot unless it was truly like a skillful uh a skillful throw um i just don't think it'd be uh i don't think i think maybe bumping it up to 125 that's that's my personal opinion but right. at the end of the day when it comes to adding new items on Fortnite, uh, it, it's always cool to to see you know them adding the different weapons and and grenades, different things to the arsenal. But uh, at the end of the day, a lot of the times, you when you add something new, like for example, they added the minigun a few patches ago, and they added the LMG. It kind of has to replace something on your slot what you're carrying, um, right. and a lot of the times, I find it hard to justify dropping anything i have for the clinger now if i have a clinger and i'm I'm missing maybe a sniper or i don't have a like a rocket or an extra heal um it's it's cool and i'll use it and there's different ways that i've been creative enough to to kill people with it but as soon as i have like that extra shield or that extra med kit or like a shotgun or an air and a sniper i'll usually drop the clinger and same thing with the minigun same thing with the lmg so I feel like maybe that's because I'm a solo player. You know, I'm very limited to what I can carry. And usually right. you want to make you want to be carrying everything you need. And maybe in a squad environment uh, where there's four players, you can have somebody dedicated to having an LMG instead of like an AR and somebody carrying explosives oh, yeah. like flingers and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, so, we actually were playing this past week and we did that. Like, uh, I think it was one time uh, one of the other co-hosts on the show, Null Zero, he was saying... He's like, all right, I'm the explosive guy this time. I got like clinger nades, regular nades, grenade launchers. 
Uh, and I definitely think you can play those different roles. Because like you said, and this is something we talk about a lot when a new item comes out, is what does it replace, right? You have five slots. Where does it take over? Because uh, you're definitely not going to let it take over your minis, right? You're definitely yeah. not going to let it take over, a, I would imagine, a health pack here if you have one, a med kit. Um, yeah. You're not going to replace your sniper with it. You're not going to replace your AR with it. You're definitely not going to replace your shotgun with it. So, like, you need it, your it, shotgun for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to be, um, I feel like it's an item that's played out throughout the game, right? At different levels. That maybe at, you know, at, at, at the beginning, at the uh, early, early stages of the game, you can get a lot more use out of it, throw them around, uh, create some structure, you know, uh, issues at the beginning of the game with them. Uh, I think as you get into later game and mid game, they become less adaptive. Although I will say watching you stick it to somebody's back and having them run in is, is always fun. Um, oh, for sure. Do. For sure. Um, yeah. You know, you'll always have people who uh, use it just because it's unique and different and they'll figure out uh, cool ways to like, yep. for example, the C4, I, I figured out a lot of different ways to, to win with the C4 and, and different ways to, uh, kill people to see for even though it's not a even though it's not the most viable you know item uh, yeah item but yeah there's it's fun and 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 i i don't think it's i don't think it's a bad thing that they're adding uh new stuff because people people will appreciate a change of pace or different different things here and there oh, uh, the yeah. only the only time i think there'll be items or weapons added that actually uh truly impact and can be useful in a lot of situations when they add something to the traps because the traps you can carry as many as you want so like like the campfires for example like if the campfire was like an actual item and not a trap that you could equip and then place down you know would it replace med kits maybe not maybe yes um so you would have that issue that con- that conflict with it but right like for and launch pad as well like you would like launch pads if they were an actual item instead of a trap you would have to like fight whether you're going to have a launch pad or an extra med kit, but that's not the case with those items. You can always right. use them. They'll always be useful. Well, um, and maybe when you... they add more ARs, more shotguns, those can compete with what's currently there. Yeah. I think, as you said, I think definitely solo plays different squad. I mean, Kyle, you play a lot of squad games, uh, obviously with a lot of people in the community. And have you, what have you found with this cling grenade? How do you feel about it? You, you guys been enjoying it a lot? I mean, we really do enjoy the clinger, Nate. Uh, some people are better than others, of course, different play styles. But uh, mainly people be picking it up just for structural damage. So, like, you know, there's grenades in the game that only a couple of people pick up, maybe six or nine. And then there's the clingers that people like to try to stick people with or do actual structure damage if they can't find an RPG or anything like that. So, yeah, playing with the squads, I've definitely seen people pick them up. Actually, a uh, player I, I play with, Crossplay, uh, I play naked. Got you, buddy. He uh, he he just tried sticking me the other day with it, and I ran right up to him and, and almost killed him with it. There's a lot of troll things going on with it, but it is a good nade. Uh, more right. people run it in definitely squads than solos, which makes sense because more items can be shared without each other. So yep. yeah, definitely does not make sense to be doing it solo, Mister Cipher Solo Dolo, yeah. there to be carrying yeah. him around all the time. Yeah, oh, I, I think even in our duos, I've seen them laying on the ground more than anything else. Um, and not being taken so i think the regular grenade is a little bit more viable at this point even though it's oh for sure it's just way more viable for sure for sure uh we have the uh the one of the other big changes this past time was the tire damage in the port fort and i don't know how much you use a cypher uh but you know jumping off the tires now you will take damage fall damage when before you wouldn't so i know there's a lot of tricks going on around about that i mean do you think that that makes any impact to the gameplay 
Not not at all. Not at all. I it, it some people were doing fancy trick shots or jumping off the top of the map, you know, with port of forts, things like that. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just like uh like yeah, it, 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 it would have been the same thing as like if they removed rocket riding, you know, it would have been a bummer, but it's not like a, it doesn't really change the gameplay too much at all. Um, I, just, right. I just saw a video of Sir Demetrius. He didn't read the patch notes and he did it trying to do a six, uh, like a crazy shot and he killed himself and it was <laughs> not stop laughing. I was like, this is why you got to read the patch notes. Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For changing. Yeah. You also had first shot accuracy change. So, at first, with this patch, uh, they had changed it to where if you crouch and you uncrouch, you have that first shot accuracy reset. Um, and then this was changed back in the hot fix that they released uh, three days ago on Thursday, I think it was. Um, and what do you think, like, Cypher, was this, was this a big thing to you? Did you ever experience the difficulty here between crouching, uncrouching, and having that first shot accuracy change on you? I, uh, I never really did the whole uh crouch uncrouch like uh where you would you would basically be hiding behind a ramp or or no or no one by one and then you would aim down sight while crouching get close to the uh you know right over the edge and then you uncrouch shoot crouch uncrouch shoot crouch like i never actually did that um it's definitely a extremely viable strategy and it's something that a lot of pro players were using uh but my play style typically the thing is the way I play the game is I play with um, entertainment in mind first. So I focus primarily on uh, being a good showman when it comes right. to... So, right. so, I, so that type of strategy isn't extremely fun to watch. Even though it was extremely effective, I never really did it. So it didn't affect me. I'm actually glad they, they changed it uh, because anything that has very little uh, risk with a lot of reward involved Typically speaking, it's it's not that good for the game. Right. Um, so some people were, were kind of upset with it being changed, but most people kind of understood the reason behind why the why it was changed. Now I do yeah. think that first shot accuracy still needs some adjustments. It needs to be a little quicker. It's kind of a little the, the way it is right now. You, you know, you, you have to crouch or you have to aim it on sight and you have to wait awkwardly for like a second, and then it gets there. But like that's not. I don't think that's fun or intuitive i think it should be a little more fluid first shot right. accuracy should be first shot accuracy it shouldn't be bulky like it is you know what i mean first yes. shot boom right on that should not automatically should not have to wait half a second or a second whatever yes yes definitely yeah I, I definitely agree the uh the note that they put here the devs put out um on on april 26th was uh the patch notes or the update notes per se for the hot fix was in version 3.6, we added an accuracy reset when crouching, uncrouching. This was added to prevent undesired gameplay where players would quickly uncrouch. I think the keyword there is undesired gameplay. Uh, fire a perfectly accurate shot, then crouch again for cover. Uh, as an unintended side effect, a shot delay was introduced when going to hip fire to aiming. Uh, we'll be pushing a hotfix shortly to revert to 3.6 accuracy. Uh, we will... Uh, we will separately address the crouch uncrouch in the future updates. So they're going to go back and readdress this. They obviously don't like it, right? They said it's undesired gameplay. As, as you said, Cypher, like it's not very fun whenever you, you, you do have something that has great reward, right? Min- yeah. and, and that type of impact. Um, and then the, the other thing that they, I'll say for everybody out there that's still sitting there challenges that was also on this hot fix was the skydiving through the floating rings. Uh, they had found an issue 
and the weekly challenge was a skydive through floating rings where the rings were uh, intermittently granting credit. Uh, we'll be pushing a hot fix to fix that. The blue rings and the purple rings should be improved, uh, but may not grant credit. So may still not be granting credit. So uh, they, they're, they're fixing that. So if you're freaking out, like I'm trying to do my challenges and get all my battle pass done. Hey, just know they're, they're working on that one for you uh, for the, all those skydivers trying to go through those rings. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, the season four superhero tease that we got this week. I think everybody's super stoked about this. And every day, you know, at first we didn't know what was going to happen. They just had this little image of basically like the comet, what we all thought was a comet flying through. Maybe it still is a comet. Maybe it's got superheroes on it. Maybe it's a ship. I have no idea. We're going to find out. But how do you like how they handle these teases, Cypher? Like going through and every day they're showing more another image, right? Or another superhero in this image. Um, as a fan of the game, not necessarily just a player or a pro player uh, or a streamer, like as a fan, is this like kind of thing excite you? Do you do you get tied up in all this kind of stuff, or do you kind of oh, ignore? Oh, definitely. It? I, I I appreciate the 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 attention to detail that they put uh, into the reveals, and 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 especially with this whole like meteor thing. There was right. so many different like you know secrets and you know, hidden Easter eggs, and and people had to figure it out. I I, I know that. For some people, they're like, "Oh, I just want to just tell me now, please. I don't want to wait any longer." Um, but for me personally, I, I find it exciting. It brings the community together. People are speculating, and uh, it's cool. Yeah. It's almost like um, you know when you're trying to predict the next chapter or the next episode of the, your favorite series that you watch. It's well, kind of like it, that. Being in MMO and RPG games for a long time, you know that like when new content comes out, right, it has this whole story behind it typically, and it's like super exciting in those worlds because there's a lot of pve uh storytelling and 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 content to be had sometimes in a pvp world like this there's not that substance and it's like they've almost created that little bit of substance there that you don't normally have in pvp games which is a lot of fun everyone's putting on their tinfoil hats while cypher's had it on for a long time look at it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. so kyle what about you man you excited about the superhero theme bro i can't I can't even tell you how excited I am. Me and you were just talking about it. I think, I was just telling you, I think the new girl that they just teased kind of looks like a girl Mega Man. She has a helmet on. You can look at it. It looks super dope. I also like, it looks like a villain character. He has like a scar on his eyebrow. Looks super dope. Huge fan of the goatees that's going on in this game now too. Obviously, if you have superheroes, you got to have villains. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm waiting for it. I want the Joker. Put the Joker in there. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out uh, on FortniteInsider.com, there is an article about how part owner of Epic also owns part of Marvel Comics. So go check that article out. It's really awesome. I think uh, it's kinda, DC, Troy. I'm pretty sure it's DC. Yeah, they, well, they, they, they have part ownership in it, and it is pretty crazy. So you, you should go check out that article. Um, is Dusty Depot gone, Cypher? Is that, is, that where, is that where it's hitting? Are we getting a new location there? I, I what do hope you think? not. I mean, if... If anything, there, you know, I could see some changes done to uh, the map, maybe adding more loot around Dusty and things like that. But I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I hope it hits. I hope it hits Tilted. I'm not <laughs> of Tilted Towers. Uh, I, I, I like Tilted. I like landing in Tilted, and, and it's a fun place to fight in. But uh, too many people die there too early, and if you don't land there, sometimes like before the first circle even closes, there's like ten people left. Yeah. that like that's not fun but tilted itself is a cool place it's just like it's it's unfortunate that so many people like landing there 
Like if there was like multiple places that were as appealing for people to land as tilted, that wouldn't be an issue. But I mean, actually, that that could potentially be an issue because then you might have five people left right after the <laughs> right, the, right. Yeah. So no, no I don't I'm, know. I'm with you on it. I don't know if you've heard though. I mean, kind of going with where you said some ever changing things, but there was a leak where the guy wouldn't on Reddit wouldn't offer the name up. They said that the map in season four is going to be changing, whether that's Dusty or Tilted gone or anything gone. The map should be changing. I think they did show that and tease it kind of with the meteors coming down that everyone's freaking out about. Yeah, I mean, the map has changed every season, I think, so far. They've added new places. Uh, yep, yep. Different yeah, loot, I, extra chests here and there. If you saw um, on Dixerto, a ninja did a ninja did an interview and he basically said, I'd like to see the map be like League of Legends, where it's like the same map. I don't want to see a new map. I just want to see the points of interest change and the map evolve. And it seems like that's what they're kind of going with. And I really like that idea. Um, I think it keeps your player base familiar with the map and what's going on, but also intrigued about what changes are coming. And if they can like work in this, you know, made up story idea or whatever it is, where every season they have something happening that's going to affect the map and there's a little bit of lore behind there or you know, speculation. I think that also is really fun for the community as a whole to, to dive in and keep coming up with these ideas. You know, like my controller's rumbling. It's Morse code telling me, you know, something's coming. Like it's just fun, right? Overall, it's just a fun thing to do. Add a tsunami effect with all the water around it. Destroy the freaking the first <laughs> thing you, you, you practice at. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it, it's going to be cool to see where they, where they take it down the road for sure. Cypher, we're going to get a trick from you and you don't know what I got coming up here. I got a little, Got a little clip it that I got from one of your videos here lately. So let's go ahead and jump into our last section here, the tips and tricks. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, so here we are. We got tips and tricks this week. Come from Cypher. I got a little insert here uh, from your, one of your latest videos, How to Win, from your How to Win series. Uh, talking a little bit about, like, the initial drop uh, and what you do when you find yourself being attacked from multiple sides. I'm gonna go over the top right here and see if there's a chest here. There's no chest. So now the plan is to just drop immediately to the second floor, grab this pump, and try to catch this guy. So that's why, you know, if you if you get on the roof and you don't hear the chest, if you waste your time trying to open the chest, I mean, trying to open the roof, you're gonna be in a pretty rough spot. You don't wanna do that. Uh, that guy should have heard there wasn't a chest and but because he was wasting his time i was able to come down and just like grab two shotguns before he even drops all right we're moving on up they're fighting now so it gives me an opportunity to move in on them he's got a pump in his hand i gotta be careful there we go so you see what i did there uh there were multiple people, different angles, all that stuff. But it was, two, it was two people, right? And a lot of people, they find themselves getting stuck in between two opponents and they get focused. But you notice how I kind of let them fight each other. Like I boxed myself in there. I, I, I played passive. I boxed myself in. I was peeking through the box to try to locate an opening, <coughs> which I didn't find. Um, but eventually they found each other because they were both actively looking for each other. They found each other and uh, they they did the work for me. I just came and cleaned up. Um, 
and I could have potentially killed both of them if, if I was there earlier. But that's that's usually the go-to move. If you find yourself in between two people focusing you, you put a box around yourself and they're both enemies. Usually, usually, not all the time. You don't always get It's not even lucky. Mo mo most times they start fighting each other. But sometimes you'll get unlucky and they'll still focus you regardless, right? <coughs> so the move usually is just to uh, box yourself in until they fight each other. So obviously dropping a couple tips there. First one being, if you're landing and you're landing on a house and you don't hear the chest, don't beat through the roof. Drop down and go through one of the doors to grab some, you know, grab something, right? Yep. Otherwise, you're wasting all your time. Yep. You got to get a gun as quickly as possible. And also, and then, it's important to understand the layout of every house that right. you land at. That's why typically I land in, you know, similar, similar, similar houses. Uh, like if I land in, in, in retail, there's a specific uh, couple houses that I land on initially. Uh, because if you understand where all the spawns are or the potential spawns are in that house, you would know if it's worth breaking through the roof, breaking through the second floor, going from the front, from the back. Uh, understanding where the, the chests are and where the weapons are is extremely vital. Absolutely. And the second tip that I want to grab from that was you were surrounded, uh, you were taken over, and as you said in, in, that, in that tip there, one of the best things to do is just cover yourself up and, and let the fight initiate and then essentially be the cleanup. Exactly. Like, you, you don't have to be away from the fight to be the cleanup. You don't have to approach people who are already fighting. You can be in the middle of a fight, and if somebody starts shooting you from behind, box yourself in, eventually... And usually those two players will find each other and, and start uh, fighting each other. And you can also edit through the box that you're in to see what's going on outside. And maybe just make it a little, quick little window to snipe somebody or shotgun somebody uh, for an easy kill. Right. Absolutely. I think, Kyle, that, that might save us a few deaths and maybe get us a few extra wins. 100%. I mean, I've watched, I watched his, his, his most recent video, of, not maybe most recent, but the How Not to Choke video. And since I've seen the whole edit thing that he has been doing, which is insane, it has definitely saved me a whole lot in solo matches. So definitely appreciate it. And the edit thing, I didn't even know, like, you can use it to your advantage like that. Just so, it's so educational. I mean, and to be honest, you're probably the best guy to be, like, talking about it and playing at the same time you keep your cool. It's cool, calm, and collective, man. Yeah, that a lot how of to choke, how to not choke video is actually uh, one of the most popular videos I've uploaded. It's it's already over three hundred thousand views in just a few days, so it's definitely it, something that people really like. Yeah, it's your definitely most educational video, man. And props to you for putting that out there and helping out the community. One hundred percent. Thank you. So, so, guys, learn how not to choke. Go over to YouTube.com right now. Subscribe to Cipher PX and follow him there, so you can get all the how-to videos, how to win, how not to choke. How to be better at Fortnite. Uh, I, I even myself, I was watching you play the other day, Cypher. And one thing that I think a lot of people aren't used to are the patterns and 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 how you edit, right? So, for instance, if you're getting the top bottom four boxes, either left or right on, on a on a on a uh, wall, you can edit that out real quick, right? And those four uh, will go together. But if you try to do that at the top, you don't you can't select four that are that yeah. are side by side, right? So. All, all, learning all that and watching you do that um, has, has definitely helped me as well. And I think it's a great thing for people to come and watch your videos and pay attention, not only to the things you're talking about, but also to your gameplay. And they can pick up on little things like that of, of things that maybe you don't even realize you're doing, right? That are tips for other people. 
Um, of course, of course. So definitely, guys, go check that out. Cypherman, thank you so much for being here with us this week. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for so much for taking out the time uh, and and sharing your story with us and your journey with us. Uh, we wish you the best, man. Why don't you tell everybody like how they can get a hold of you, where they can get a hold of you, how they can watch you, what, what times, and all that good stuff. Uh, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. You guys can find me on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch, at CypherPK, S-Y-P-H-E-R-P-K. I'm also on Instagram, uh, at CypherOllie, or if you search CypherPK in the search bar, you should find me. Um, and and one, one easy place to find all my information, merchandise, anything like that, I do have a website, CypherPK.com, and you can see my schedule on the website. Sometimes it changes here and there, but that's the best place to keep up to date with anything stream-related or uh, me-related. Guys, I will have all that in the show notes as well, so you guys can click on the link there. Uh, if you're listening and you don't remember to click on the show notes, like you said, CypherPK.com. I might have said PX earlier. I apologize about that. But oh, no problem. it is CypherPK, and that's S-Y-P-H-E-R-P-K.com, guys. So go check that out. Thanks again, man, so much for being here. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. You can always send your complaints and tell us how bad we suck over at FortnitePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too Loud TX, Kyle, at Kyle the Anxious. Uh, and until next time, guys, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.